Welcome to the Turkey Hunter Podcast with me, your host, Andy Galliano. In this podcast, I share with turkey hunters just like you how to have more turkeys on your hunting property and how to have more successful turkey hunts. I teach you how to do this with tips and interviews with turkey hunting pros, wildlife management tips, and entertaining turkey hunting stories. Tune in weekly as I share proven and simple strategies to help you have more success this turkey season. Make sure to head over to www.iamturkeyhunting.com to subscribe to receive free turkey hunting tips, tactics, strategies, and product reviews. Also, please visit and like my Facebook fan page. Go to Facebook and search I Am Turkey Hunting. And also feel free to post your turkey hunting photos from this past season and let us know where and when you killed your bird. For all of you Twitter users out there, please follow me on Twitter where my handle is at turkeyhitman, and I will be sure to follow you back. And now, for this week's show. Hello and welcome back to this week's episode of the Turkey Hunter Podcast. You are listening to episode number 219, Turkey Hunting and Turkey Call Maker Show Previews. And I am your host and the guy who played plumber this weekend. And I'll tell you a little bit more about that here in a moment. But right now I have to tell you that we are 65 days, 8 hours, 50 minutes, and 24 seconds away from opening day of spring turkey season in Alabama. So this weekend is the first really nice weather weekend that we've had in central Alabama since about the 1st of December, and I had plans on going deer hunting. But unfortunately, my good friend and hunting buddy Todd, his mother-in-law, passed away last week. So the funeral was scheduled for Saturday morning, and my plan was to go hunting Saturday afternoon and Sunday. And I was going to leave right after the funeral to go to the hunting camp. So after the funeral on Saturday, my wife and I went to lunch, and I headed south towards the hunting camp. And I got about, oh, probably 15 minutes away from the camp, and my phone rang. And it was my wife, and I answered the phone, and she said, Hey, sorry to bother you, but there is water coming from the ceiling in the dining room. Now, I'm not real smart, but something I knew right away when she said that is that water should not be coming from the ceiling in the dining room. So I walked her through how to turn the water off to the house and I turned around, drove back home, and I played plumber all afternoon Saturday and Sunday morning as well. But the plumbing problem is fixed. Now I just have to repaint the ceiling in the dining room because there's a huge water stain on it. But fortunately we didn't really suffer any major damage. The ceiling didn't collapse. There was no water damage on the hardwood floors in the dining room. There was no water damage on any of the furniture. So overall, it was a minor water emergency, and it's all better now. And I'm thankful that she happened to catch that when she did, because it's not often that we even go into the dining room. But she went into the dining room when she came home that day. So It all worked out well. Even if I did not get to go deer hunting, it all worked out well. 
So we're going to talk about a couple of turkey hunting shows that are coming up. And I want to jump into today's show with a quick talk with Mark Sharp, whom you may remember from episode number 208, Dissecting a Wingbone Collar from back in October. And today I'm talking to Mark about his upcoming turkey call maker show at Unicoi State Park in North Georgia. This coming Friday and Saturday, January the 11th and January the 12th. Mark gives us a little breakdown of the show and a calendar of events for the two days. So here is Mark and I'll see you guys on the other side. Hey guys, I'm glad to tell you that I have on the line with me today, Mark Sharp. And I know you guys probably remember Mark from the Dissecting a Wingbone Call episode that we did about Oh, I guess it was a couple of months ago, may have been three months ago now. And Mark is on tonight to remind us about a big event happening. Actually, I'm going to say this weekend, but it's Friday and Saturday. Isn't that right, Mark? Yes, that's correct, correct, Andy. You know, we'll be here. We'll be setting up tomorrow. We start setting up. Most of the guys will be coming in tomorrow. You know, after lunch, and we'll be up there probably till midnight setting up, and then Friday morning we'll kick the show off at 9 o'clock, and we'll go to 5, and after that we'll go right into a buffet supper, and then after everybody's through with the buffet supper, we'll have the roundtable discussion there that we've had the last two years. This year it's going to be on pot calls. You know, pot calls are, are a vital part of, of turkey hunting. It's a well-known tool that most anybody can use, and so we're going to do that feature those guys this year. And got a good family of guys up there. You know, I think I got six or seven guys sitting on that panel. You know, we'll do that. We'll we'll do an intro of them. They'll tell how they got started into the call making business, and then we'll fill some questions there from the audience and all you know it <clears throat> every year we always film this thing and you know the following year we'll have videos there if a guy wants a copy of it you know he can get that and uh let's see i think friday at two o'clock mark prudum is doing his seminar and then saturday we'll open back up at 9 a.m and larry prophet will be doing his at 10 a.m there and you know we'll shut the show down at five we look for a good crowd we've got probably 75 call makers coming we've got 60 tables andy but a lot of them's got two well-known call makers to the table you know we like to do it that way because we've got a limited space a limited venue but the thing about it is if you got two there that just gives the public that much more to choose from and that's our goal you know we, we like unicoi unicoi is where this show actually started at as you know about years ago and then it went to the georgia state show and so you know and then it just kind of moved all around and so we brought the show back to Unicoi, where it all started at, and had a real warm welcome from the staff at Unicoi. You know, we'd like it here. It's in a quaint little town of Helen, Georgia. It's a little hard to get to. You know, it's a little out of the way, but when a guy's coming, he's coming to buy turkey calls. Yeah. And so this is Unicoi State Park, and it's actually at the the lodge and their main 
facility there. Is that right? That's right. You pull up to the front of the building, find you a parking space, come up to the third floor, and you'll find us right up there. The restaurant's on the third floor. Smith Smith Creek Tavern's on the third floor. You know, we'll have seminars downstairs and on the second floor. And then, you know, every night after the show's over with, uh, one of the biggest enjoyment is not about how many turkey calls you sell. It's about sitting around there, you know, with people like Lamar Williams, Steve Mann, Darren Dawkins, Irvin Witt, you know, Bob Harwell, those guys that have been in this for a whole lot longer than I have. And, you know, just sharing stories about old turkey hunts. And there might even be a lie or two told in there somewhere or another. I'm not going to say that there will be, but you know how those things go. But anyway, that that's one of the main attractions of this show. And then another thing, too, is it's a lot of times that, that guys don't get to see each other but once or twice a year, maybe here. Maybe some of them go to Nashville. A lot of the older guys do not travel to Nashville anymore. So this is kind of their chance to get together and reminisce about the old days and and to see one another's buddies that they've been friends for 35 years, you know. So this is going to be my first time to come up there for the show. I've been hearing about it, I guess, probably since you guys brought it back the first year. And yeah. I've been hearing nothing but good things about it, and I'm looking forward to it. You know, don't know 100% what to expect, but I'm going to bring my recorder up there and microphone, and you never know. I may just end up in front of you with a microphone and pick your brain a little bit and, you know, see if we can talk this up a little bit more and maybe get some more interest and get some more folks out there next year for sure but i want to play this interview today or post this interview on this week's show in hopes that some people that are listening that might be a two or three hour drive away and can come on over there and check this thing out and you know i mean heck hanging out with a bunch of turkey hunters a bunch of people that like to do what you like to do and you know these call makers are are like mark and the rest of the guys over there are are a great bunch to talk to and just good folks and you know if you ever want to maybe pick up a little tip or two on calling i believe there might be one or two people that are going to be at unicoi that can probably help out with all that it won't there oh yeah oh yeah well it's you know like i said this this thing is four years in the works we've been coming up here and you know i mean if you ask a guy and that's one of the things that people like about this show is you know, they can walk back behind the table back there and they can talk to me. They can talk to Steve Mann. They can talk to Harold Fowler, you know, Gene Garner, Dan Harris. I mean, it's just like a big family organization, big family group and all, you know, and no problem with that. And, and everybody's more than willing to share their knowledge. So, you know, I mean, it's just a, a great venue. Like I said, the staff here at Unicoi has been most helpful. So, you know, we try to please them and they do what they can to, to satisfy us. And it's just, it's, it's just a good, good thing that we're doing here. Like I said, we've got people that's for the collector. We've got guys here that's fairly new into the call making. And so we, we've got stuff for the guys that are 75 years old and 
for the guy that's 17 years old, you know, that maybe is on a budget, maybe he got a $50 for Christmas, you know, and he can come by here and, and spend his money and get him a good quality turkey call that he can carry and, and keep for, for years to come. Yeah. And another thing I'd like to point out too, you mentioned there about bringing your recorder and all, man, I, I know that these guys would love the opportunity to, to chat with you on some of this stuff and, you know, get a give a good report and and you know hey any exposure that these guys can get they're they're all about it right so yeah you know well, just bring your stuff on down enjoy it have a good time that's what it's all about you know yeah i will definitely do that and so i checked and i i also i think you told me that the lodge there at unicoi is sold out they're sold out of rooms and cabins but there's still right. hotel rooms in downtown helen georgia isn't there right right yeah there, there's several things available here you know if, if somebody just wants to drop in and, and you know spend a weekend up here with us i'm sure that they can find a lodging and all around like I said, I think we're pretty much full here. You know, if they're coming just, well, the guy's shaking his head at me here now saying, yeah, we're full. And yeah. that's the way we like to do it. You know, I mean, this is kind of a time of the year when a lot of people aren't out. And, you know, it, it gives us a good pleasure to, to pack the house with them. And, you know, I mean, we oh, yeah. we enjoy it. And, and, and they they are interested in it, too. So Yeah. Well, man, I'm looking forward to getting to meet you face to face and coming and checking the show out. I know it's going to be a good time and, you know, you never can go wrong spending a little time with a group of turkey hunters. So it ought to be a lot of fun. Yeah. And like I said, I've heard nothing but good things about it. So I'm looking forward to it. Well, I'll tell you what, don't come with an empty wallet now. <laughs> Bring some money. We want, we want, these guys want you to circulate around it. And carry you some fine turkey calls back home with you. <laughs> That's right. I, I'm sure I'll end up with one or two in the in the truck that my wife knows about, and then maybe three or four she doesn't. Yeah, well, uh, <laughs> yeah, mine kind of likes to sleep in a little bit, and and she goes out, and you know, I've got some DVDs here from the box called Roundtable Discussion. I've got some DVDs of the air-operated discussion there, and. She's done a wonderful job putting those things together for me, and so I'm going to pretty much let her be in charge of those. And So, you know, you look for her little smiling face there at the table. I have Lee Steed set up there with me. He's going to have some air-operated calls himself, and then Russell, the, you know, Russell Beard that helps me put the show on, he'll be sitting right beside me. So if anybody's got a question or or if they see something that's going on, you know, just reach out to one or the other of us. You know, we'd be more than happy to take care of it. Fantastic. Well, good deal, Mark. I appreciate it. Like I said, I know you, you've got a busy evening getting ready to get set up and everything this evening. So I'm going to cut you loose and let you get back to your evening. But I look forward to seeing you here in, well, a little over 24 hours. Okay. So you're coming down Friday. Well, actually, I'll be there Thursday. I'll be there tomorrow evening. Oh, good. So our target time of getting there is around 5 or 6 o'clock. Well, we're, we'll be set up up there in Masters Hall. Uh, I'll be there more than likely till about 11.30 or 12 o'clock. 
So, you know, just come on in there and introduce yourself, and, and you know, we'll just go from there. Well, that sounds good. Then I look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Okay, Andy. Well, I appreciate it. Look forward to shaking your hand. Yeah, me too. Thank you, Mark. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. Goodbye. So I'll be at the show this year at times both days, both Saturday and Friday. And if you're planning on being at the show, then send me a text message. Text me at 205-201-1448. I'd love to meet you and shake your hand. And if you are not currently planning on coming to the show and you have nothing else planned and you're within a couple of hour drive of Helen, Georgia, then come on to Helen. There's still plenty of rooms available in town if you want to bring your significant other and make an overnight trip out of it. By the way, Helen, Georgia is a small town that wants your tourism dollars. So the hotel rooms in the city are very inexpensive. So while we're on the topic of turkey hunting related shows and traveling, do you know that the time of year is near the 2019 NWTF convention and sports show is just over 30 days away. And it is not too late to make your plans to be there. Here to tell us all about this year's show is Pete Mueller with the NWTF, and I'll see you guys on the other side. Hey everybody, I am glad to tell you that I have on the line with me today Pete Mueller with the NWTF, and you guys who have listened to the show for a while know Pete, or at least know Pete's voice, and we're going to be talking today about the upcoming 2019, and it still sounds weird to say that, 2019 NWTF Convention and Sports Show. And Pete, how are you today? And I'm assuming you're locked up in your cage there at the corporate offices in South Carolina, but tell us where you are. Yes, uh, we are. We are here, Edgefield, South Carolina. Things are going well. Obviously, got to enjoy some time with family over the holidays, but now it's uh, full steam ahead for the 43rd annual convention and sports show in Nashville, Tennessee. So, I mean, it's it'll be here before we know it. I think we're just a hair over a month away. So, yeah, it, it it's what what everybody is working on right now. No doubt. Well, and I think I've got you on a week earlier than normal then we normally do this. But one of the main reasons is I wanted to get you on because planning something six weeks out is a lot easier than planning something two or three weeks out. And for a large majority of the people, they'll be traveling to get to Nashville for the convention. And we want them to have enough time to get hotel rooms reserved and make plans and and get there. And so we just, you know, I wanted to get you on a little bit earlier than normal this year. So Before we jump into the business part of this conversation, it's been a little while since I've talked to you, but I want to know what kind of hunting trips you've been on since we talked last and tell us a couple of success stories, because I know you've got family outside of South Carolina, and so I know you like to travel and visit them, and of course, since you're a hunter, you like to get out and hunt when you're visiting as well. So tell us where you've been and what you've been up to. Sure. So, I, you know, I, I haven't done anything truly exotic as far as hunts go. Last year, though, I did get to I did get to 
kind of head home to the start of where I got into turkey hunting and I got to go along with a couple couple other guys and and they all got to bag their first Miriam's turkey in the Black Hills of Wyoming. Awesome. And that that was truly an enjoyable experience for me. We went 4 for 4 on birds up there. I was able to take one with my bow. It was a a true bomber of a bird too. Congrats. Man. I, I mean, I think you know, we we quick gutted the thing when took it back to camp just so you know it, the temperatures weren't super cold that day but to get it hanging and i mean i think even with the you know small amount of turkey innards removed i think it still ended up tipping 25 pounds on the scale i mean it was a wow. bomber of a bird nine and a half inch beard inch hooks but it, it was just a, it was a good trip we almost didn't hunt so yeah that was that was fun i unfortunately i was hunting mule deer at that time and uh, ended up arrowing a doe, but we never did find her. That was kind of heartbreaking, oh, uh, especially because I had some new hunters that were with me. And their questions kind of turned from the thought of success to, you know, man, is is this how it goes for backcountry hunts? And But, you know, we, we had, had great time, lots of good weather on that. And then actually over Thanksgiving, my my dad came down to South Carolina, and he and I took some of my kids out. And uh, he shot a deer one night, wasn't able to find it that that evening just because of lack of blood but that way uh, next day kids and i went back with him and and kids and i were able to find the deer for him so he was pretty happy about that and i think it was a couple days later he was out with my oldest daughter and she got to be on her first successful deer hunt to where she got to help track the deer herself and cool and so he shot a doe with her that night so been it been an, an enjoyable year for me yeah heck yeah that's awesome so on your trip to wyoming were you camping on that trip or no that was uh that was for a a work trip where we were filming Uh, i was actually taking a an outdoor rider on a on his first miriam's hunt but it was also the this story behind it was it was also his first time going to wyoming i believe and that was a place where his dad had spent time in the military down in cheyenne Mm -hmm. but his dad had just recently passed away and so he kind of it, it was it was a a human interest piece, you know, more so than a, a hunting piece, but it was it was enjoyable to to get out there and share the experience of a place that I'm very familiar with. So yeah, that's awesome. And I know you've killed turkeys with your bow before, but is that your first Merriams with your bow? That is my first Merriams with a bow. Awesome. Yes, man, that's exciting. Yep. Uh, you know, uh, that I, I think I've now taken a few turkeys with a bow, no blind, uh, but decoys. And that just takes that exhilaration to the next level because when you're when you're hunting turkeys, no blind. I mean the the movement has to be absolutely non-existent until you can get that opportunity to draw down on them. And so it takes a lot of discipline. But don't get me wrong, I still love unloading a, 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 some number fives on a bird. So yeah, I totally get that. I get both sides <laughs> of that. I don't. I don't bow hunt. There's no part of turkey hunting, no part of turkey hunting that I don't enjoy. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you 100%. So, yeah, I I haven't bow hunted in in years and but I I still got to experience turkey hunting with a bow with no blind when I took Jim Lieben and Corey New on a turkey hunt there with turkeyologist and I took them down to my hunting camp in southwest Alabama a few years ago and Corey wanted to shoot one with his bow and Jim was filming and so we actually called a turkey in and got him gosh probably four yards maybe five yards away and 
got to see Corey draw back on that bird. And, you know, at that distance, it's just amazing that you can get away with that. But when they get so focused in on those decoys, you can you can get away with it. And he did, and he drew on it. But we didn't do any good with that turkey. I'm not going to tell the rest of the story because it incriminates <laughs> Corey and me. <laughs> if it didn't incriminate me, I would tell the story. No, I, all the listeners know I'm not ashamed to admit when I missed, and I'm, I may have missed that turkey more than one time running off. So <laughs> anyway, but it is so exciting, and it's just amazing to be that close to a bird and that turkey not have a clue you're even in the same hemisphere with it because oh, it's absolutely. just zoned in on those decoys. So Absolutely, absolutely. How about you? Uh, chance to Chance to hit the turkey woods, I assume? Yeah, I had a terrible year at home, meaning it was my first year in, I think, over 20. I I need to sit down and figure it out, but I think it was my first year in over 20 that I did not kill a turkey in Alabama. And on the flip side of that, I was able to mark seven more states off of my list of states that I need to complete my Super Slam. And that was very exciting. So, you know, I had a good year. It was not as successful as it could have been just simply because I had a hard time locating birds at home. And mm-hmm. all the blame for that falls on me because I didn't spend enough time scouting and doing the things that I needed to do to make sure that I was on birds or even had birds to hunt on these properties that I had permission to hunt on. So I've learned my lesson and I think I've set myself up for success this year. I just need to get in the woods when the turkeys start to get a vocal here, which won't be long for us and get some scouting done. So I'm excited about it. And I've got some trips planned this year out of state. And so we'll see how it goes. Uh, I've got my goals set for the year and hopefully I can get most of those marked off my list. So good deal. Yeah. So big day coming up, actually big days coming up because we know this is a multi-day event talking about the NWTF convention and sports shows. So let's, Hit the basic stuff first. Can you share some dates with us and location? Sure. I will start at the top. Obviously, dates are February 13th to the 17th. So we are looking at pretty much having things Wednesday to Sunday. A lot of us here travel actually even before and after those dates to make everything happen. But Wednesday is our early bird social. Our final day, Sunday, obviously concludes kind of with the show floor winding down, but we also have our worship breakfast that morning, but there's a lot of other things kind of jam-packed in the middle. Thursday's welcome party with Aaron Tippin. We have Friday's Grand National Auction with a boatload of once-in-a-lifetime experiences, trips, opportunities, and then we have our Saturday awards banquet with special guest Lindsay L. She's a country music artist, kind of making some waves on the charts, but we have a little, little bit of classic, more classic country music, a little bit of some of the new stuff, So it ought to be a good show, and it's just an opportunity to celebrate a year of conservation successes for the organization and for all the people that help make it possible, those staff, volunteers, and members, and and just enjoy everybody's company. Yeah. And again, Nashville, Tennessee, Gaylord Opryland. Good deal. Do you know if there's still rooms available at the Opryland? Right now, I believe our, our room block is sold out. For Gaylord Opryland, and you know that's another thing, just kind of a testament to the success of this this event, is that every year it just keeps growing and growing. But we are currently sold out of the 
our room block for that, but we do have on the website nwtf.org slash convention. We do have secondary hotels or overflow hotels that, you know, it's it's a little bit of a bummer that they're off-site because it means you got to travel back and forth, but it is still nice to be there in Nashville. You get to come over for, for the convention for the day and kind of see everything that's going on. So overall, a good experience. Yeah. That is one of the good things about Nashville. There's no shortage of hotel rooms. No. So, you know, someone wants to come into Nashville for, I don't know, there's a big Hallmark holiday very close to the dates of the convention. So if someone wanted to celebrate that with someone special and close to them, they could come into Nashville and stay downtown at one of the hotels down there and travel to the Gaylord Opryland Hotel for a day or day and a half of the convention and sports show and incorporate that into a, a nice weekend trip and have a good time. So it really is a great place to have the event. So you talked a little bit about some of the NWTF events going on with the parties and that kind of stuff and, and some of the entertainers, and those are always fun events. But let's talk a little bit about the seminars that sure. are going to be going on. Do you happen to, and if you say no, it's okay, do you happen to have a list of who's going to be presenting this year at some of the seminars? So I, I know that the seminar schedule is still in the works, but insight into a couple of them, obviously we will have returning fan favorites of obviously probably the Bone Collector group. So you're, you know, Nick T-Bone and, and obviously Waddell will be there. Continuing in on some of the other kind of reruns, obviously we have some, some other fan favorites of Ray I, uh, Philip Vanderpool. But I know that one that's been kind of in the works this year is trying to put together a nice panel to where they can have a panel discussion on the future of hunting. And I believe the, the parties to be included in on that are, I want to say it's Jimmy Primos, Cuz Strickland, uh, there's a couple other names, and then uh, a younger guy on the panel uh, who's kind of making a name for himself, at, in, at least in social media circles, a guy by the name of Jeremiah Dowdy runs a call from field to plate, but he's really focusing on bringing new people together and hunting through the food aspect. But there, it's that that's one of the ones that I think is kind of new to the the agenda. But as as we continue to move forward in some of our initiatives, obviously you know everybody knows the Save the Habitat, Save the Hunter initiative. But it's going to be a continuation of how do we continue to recruit, retain, reactivate people in our in our hunting community. Uh, because if we don't do that, it'll mean the end of conservation dollars at the state level. It'll mean a, the end of, of kind of the, the, the lifestyle that we enjoy. So, you know, we feel that we have a great opportunity at our convention to be able to try to help address some of those issues and and share some of the good ideas that are happening across the country with folks. Yeah, that's awesome. A lot of people, you know, when you think about going to a seminar, there's not much that's well, just the word seminar is not very exciting. <laughs> but this, the presenters at the NWTF seminars are really good. They're experts in their fields, and there's some great topics that are covered all the way from conservation to just what you were talking about, Pete you know, recruiting, retaining, and reactivating hunters, then don't forget the main reason that we're there, at least us consumers, is turkey hunting. And so there's a lot of opportunities to learn some great turkey hunting information that will probably help us be 
a little bit more successful this coming turkey season at these seminars and we're going to learn it from some of the best in the industry and i've been enjoying those over the past couple of years and you know that's something i'm looking forward to myself so i've kind of in my head i've got my schedule laid out of how i want to approach this year's convention and sports show because the first time that i went to nashville for the show i spent the majority of my time on the convention floor and And it's easy to do that (laughs) it is so easy to do that it is almost overwhelming at how much is out there. And so let's kind of transition now. We talked about the seminars. Let's transition a little bit and talk about the actual sports show, its aspect of it, and and the convention floor out there. So same convention space, which seems like it's about 38,924,000 square feet because (laughs) it is huge and it is packed full of hunting, but primarily turkey hunting stuff. So talk a little bit about that. Are there some... I guess we've got our, our usual booths out there. Usual, like usual suspects the on the floor. Yeah. You know, one one final point just about, you know, kind of the, the seminar schedule real quick that I'll make is if you – if you're interested in kind of seeing how that plays out or what we end up finally putting on the schedule, obviously the full schedule will be available online again. So just keep your eyes there, nwtf.org slash convention, but you can also find out a little bit more about just the daily activities to where you can plan to make sure that you see the stuff you want to see, but you still get to catch everything on the floor. And that's where you'll find some of our licensee partners, so AvianX, Zinc Calls. I know AvianX Decoys is going to be debuting a new decoy this year on the floor. Obviously, their their decoys are pretty rock solid. Everybody loves them. They're always coming out with something new to try to help give those gobblers a new look in the spring. This year, I think what they what they plan on showing off is. I think it's called the Jake HDR, has uh, swappable heads to where you can give a couple different looks off the body, but still only have one body, but multiple different heads. So kind of a neat concept. I know our friends at Alps Outdoors will be releasing a few a few updates to their current turkey vest line. I don't know of anything else yet, but again, I think uh, Nomad Outdoors has expanded the turkey line to make a few more offerings of clothing and apparel. So, I mean, there's there's always new things like that to see. And then if you are a turkey call collector or you just want something new to tote around in your vest, I mean, the, the sky is the limit on the floor. Again, you know, our friend Zinc Calls will be there, but you also do have countless just rows and rows and rows of turkey calls that you can purchase. I think I even saw one last year that was made of petrified wood. Yeah. Uh, so can, kind of a neat thing. And then there was a, another person that, that had, I think it was a skull can that had an aluminum mm-hmm. pot call. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, it was a cleaned out skull can, but it was it was kind of neat to have a lid on your pot call to where you could throw your your scratching surface right in there on top and just throw it right in your pocket and go. <laughs> right. So. Yeah. There are some pretty creative people out there in this world, and a lot of them will have their products on display. So it's a a good opportunity to walk around and talk to some people that do the same things that we like to do, which is chase turkeys and look at some of their products and and things that they have out there on display. And so what Pete was talking about is not unusual to see those types of products, just some, some things that are new and different. And, you know, me personally, when it comes to turkey calls, I like that kind of stuff. I like the, 
different types of calls, like that petrified wood call. I actually bought one of those several years ago. And, you know, it's something different. It's something that not everyone has. And that doesn't necessarily mean I'm taking it in the woods with me every time I go out. It doesn't mean that I'm killing every turkey with it because those calls don't exist. But it is something different, something unique. And there's a lot of that around the floor out there that people can find. And so absolutely between the the turkey calls or just, you know, your your hunting gear, you know, you can also see I think Federal Premium Ammunition will have their new TSS loads, the the blended loads, those will probably be there. They were a big hit last year, but you'll mm-hmm. see new choke tubes, you'll see new turkey guns from firearm manufacturers. You will see outfitters trying to help people complete grand slams, offering big game opportunities out west, you know, all over the world. I mean, there, there's, there is just a, a, a wide variety of things to see there. And so it, it, it really is something that you, you don't have to just be a turkey hunting fan. If you're a, an outdoors person, you know, you can, you can find a lot of stuff. There's even ways to, there are even uh, products on sale on the floor for how to use your, your animal after you, you end up punching that tag. So mm-hmm. there's you know jerky mixes and, and then there's, you know, fine jewelry and things like that from I think pretty hunter spent rounds some of those types of groups that take shell casings and make earrings belt buckles all that other kind of stuff with it so I mean again it's if you enjoy anything outdoor related there's probably something on the floor for you and you might even find a couple puppies well so I mean <laughs> you you can't ever can't ever get a lack of those now some new things that we do have this year you know and this is kind of in addition to what you can see on the sports show floor because a part of the sports show also includes being able to view the call making competition and right. the taxidermy competitions, which, uh, you know, if you're in the market for, you know, a mount to try to get that, that new turkey, that deer from this past season mounted up, uh, you can get some ideas on some new poses. You can also get some ideas again, or even get a chance to purchase some of these calls in the call making competition. But I think there's actually something new this year. It's a, a call making workshop. I would say take a look again online on the schedule, but there might be the opportunity for you to sit in on a workshop and learn from call-making experts on how to make one yourself. I don't know whether it's a hands-on activity or not where you get your own kit and you get to make something there, but uh, there are some of those. And then again, we do have some of our, our other auction events that happen on and off the floor. I think there's the silent continuous auction that happens on the floor. And then you have your ladies' auction, your hunt auction, your grand national auction that that happen uh, throughout the convention, and those are opportunities to go away with, you know, hunts of a lifetime, home home furnishings, all kinds of stuff. So definitely lots of ways to get involved in the convention, and again, really just help be a part of a celebration of a year of success for the NWTF and its members, volunteers, staff partners, everything else like that. I, I don't know if I if I even mentioned this yet, but kind of a, a historic milestone for the NWTF in this past year is uh, obviously we haven't kept track of the number of acres conserved or enhanced going back all the way to 73, but I think it was mid-80s when we did start tracking. Since that time, we have now eclipsed the 20 million acres conserved or enhanced mark. And just to kind of wow. put that into perspective, you know, it seems like a big number, but it, that's more than the entire acreage of the state of South Carolina, which is where our home office is. Still a lot of work to be done to help make a difference in the long run, but still, you know, hats off to all the people that have helped make that possible. And, you know, that'll be just one more thing that we celebrate this year. Yeah. You mentioned just a few minutes ago 
competitions. So the taxidermy competition, the call maker competition, those are always cool things to go and check out. But another few competitions are being held that weekend as well. So tell us a little bit about some of the calling competitions that are happening. Absolutely. So, you know, again, the the other competitions that I mentioned are actually down on the sports show floor. That's kind of where they've lived. But you also have that Grand National Calling Competition or Grand National Calling Championships that lives upstairs or on the main floor of where a lot of our, our meal ticketed events happen. But this is a chance to see the best of the best callers. And, and for me personally, I've, I've kind of always used it as an opportunity to peek in, sit down for a little while and just hear the sounds that are being made. And, you know, you, on a lot of the competitions, you may not get a chance to hear feedback on things, but but on things like your your senior finals, you actually get to hear a little bit of critiquing of those calling. But but even without that, it gives you an idea of ways to broaden your 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 calling repertoire to where you can you know to where you can try to help become a better hunter. Um, but the, these are amazing competitions. Uh, gobbling, owl hooting. Uh, they did away with the head to head and the team competition, and now there is actually going to be. I think it's called a Team Air and Friction Challenge, which will be happening on Friday morning. And I don't know the full details about that, um, other than that it's it's meant to try to combine a couple different aspects of okay. calling into one. And, and I, from what I've seen on some of the, the calling groups uh, online, they seem to be pretty excited about it. And then we're also excited for Friday, which is where we're going to get the chance to showcase that evening our youth calling championships. And that's where you get those youngsters out there, you know, even, you know, 10 years old, all the way up to the intermediates, which those guys are right on the cusp of, of making it to the senior divisions. Mm-hmm. Just some fantastic calling. Mossy Oak sponsors those youth calling competitions. Avian and Zinc sponsor the rest of them. But fantastic opportunity to get out there and just see some world-class calling. And, you know, if you think that you're good at calling, you might be humbled a little bit listening to some of those guys. But... <laughs> But again, use it as an opportunity to sit in there and just just hear how fantastic some of these guys are, and maybe it'll motivate you to get those diaphragm calls or those pot calls, box calls out a little bit earlier this season, and and start working on things so where you're ready for the opening day. Yeah. So the senior competition is still going to be the same format where there's a panel of judges who are going to give their feedback right after the caller finishes calling. Yes. Okay. So again, the American Idol style judging, so to speak. Yes. Good. I know that there are some callers who don't like that, but last year I think that the complaints that those callers had were probably satisfied or resolved in having the judges turn their backs to the callers while they were on stage and not knowing who that caller was until that caller was through calling. So if you guys listening want to hear just some amazing, unreal, actually it's unreal because it's so realistic, turkey calling, then you've got to check out these calling competitions. And I don't want to short sell the owl hooting competition and the juniors competition, but the seniors competition where you get to hear some of the guys that have won multiple calling competitions year after year after year you get to hear them judge today's current callers and it really is eye-opening and it will definitely 
do what Pete said, and it will humble you. So or absolutely, you, it may you know. I think you. when it comes to, when it comes to the competition, you know whether whether or not the person's turned around or watching the entire thing. And I, I've only seen a few of them, but I can tell some of the callers just based on routines. You know, you know that certain mm-hmm. callers that they they kind of handle things a little bit differently than others. But it's something where it does try to help level the playing field a little bit. But it's also something I did like the new format of last year where the, instead of just, you know, give us your tree Yelp and, you know, or, or however, you know, things kind of used to be, as they said, you know, we want to hear a scenario and they give them a scenario and it's this, this is your scenario for being in the woods. This We want to hear basically how a, a first morning roost hunt would go and, and that interaction that you might get from a bird in that case. So it, it, it brings a little bit more reality to it instead of just, here, do this call, then do this call, then do this call. So it's, again, it's enjoyable to me. Now, I I don't know if I'm supposed to mention this, but I'm going to anyway. But this year we will have an induction ceremony for an inaugural class into the Grand National Calling Championships Hall of Fame. So that that will be kind of a neat thing. See and hear some names of folks who have been very instrumental to that competition over the years. So we look forward to that. I don't know whether they get a green jacket or anything. Like that. <laughs> um, they get to but, choose uh, the meal you know, it's prepared that night. Yeah, but it, it'll end up being uh, something that, that I think true fans of calling will appreciate. So we're looking forward to that. You know, outside of, of those things, again, what we tried to do is with some of the changes is, is allow more time. And then, again, a fan favorite from these past couple of years is we, again, will be streaming this to where – if you can't make it to Nashville, and we realize not all 235,000 of our members can be there, but if you, even if you're not a member of ours and you're just a fan or a follower of ours on Facebook, you'll get a chance to to check out that that calling competition from the comfort of your own home, and and kind of live live in that moment with us because we will be broadcasting that live again. I think last year we were able to reach like 3.5 million people, and that that's just a a rough estimate off the top of my head. But it, it was we were able to reach an, an astronomical amount of people, and even it, it kind of made me laugh reading some of the comments. Where you know how things trend on Twitter and and Facebook. Well, it was you know on Facebook as we're live streaming this, it was being put into people's news feeds because it was it was gaining attention. And mm-hmm. there were some people that just said, "Man, you know, when this popped up in my news feed, I didn't know what it was, but I saw people with hands over their mouths, and I thought maybe it was a beatbox competition." <laughs> similar (laughs) so it 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 made it made for fun commentary on the side but also i think the the at-home viewers had a had a good time weighing in and rooting for their favorites to to where the way that you can't really do sitting in the stands because they want things to be quiet right but but it gave people a chance to to be watching from home and even to to a certain extent it meant that if you were at the show and you were busy wanting to be on the show floor, and you couldn't make it to that show, you could pull your phone out and watch it right there on your phone. So that was kind of neat. Yeah, good deal. So is the app going to be? The app is out again this year. Good. So again, this is a way to cut ahead of the lines. If you're an NWTF member, you log in with your current member ID. You can get your, I think it's a scannable barcode, which will help you jump the lines on getting into the sports show floor. It'll also tell you where all your vendors are on the floor and help you better plan your visit to Nashville to where you can maximize your time. As, as you mentioned, Andy, I mean, it's it's a place that can be overwhelming on that floor. And to truly walk it and see everything, 
it's going to take you more time than just one morning. And so, you know, if, if you're able to plan things ahead of time and kind of see, see what things are, the, the seminar schedule will actually be up there as well. But it, it will, again, allow you to better plan your visit to Nashville. Yeah, it, it really is very helpful. And having the map on there of where the booths are for the sports show is very helpful. And I will definitely be looking for that update on my phone sometime soon so I can start putting all the details of my schedule over those three days together. So looking forward to it. Well, Pete, is there... Good. Yeah, is there anything you want to add before we say goodbye? No, I think I think that's that's about it. You know, I again I, I'd be I'd feel bad if I didn't mention this as many times as I possibly can. But you know, again, this is this is a, a truly a great event for our organization. Again, that you know, I, I sit here in Edgefield, but the work that I do would not be possible. With, without all those people spread out across the country helping to actually be the boots on the ground to really make everything happen. So, you know, this is really an event to where our, our headquarters tries to make sure that we put on something that can be a family fun event, can be something where everybody that's a part of it gets to share in that success of what we've been able to do over the past year. And again, yeah. so this event and, and all the, the great things that I get to share about it are really just in part or due to those those people that are really out there making everything happen. So I hope everybody gets a chance to come out and enjoy it. Hope to see you there. I know that I think I saw your media registration already done. So yeah, but it's it, but again, it's a great time if you're just looking for a place to to come out, bring the whole family, have them sharing it. There's always something for everybody on the floor. You'll get to see those great faces from from those outdoor TV shows that you love. So. We hope you come on out and visit with us and spend some time with us. Yes, indeed. Good deal, Pete. I appreciate you taking time out of your schedule to come on the show again and get us up to date on what's going on for the convention and sports show. And I'm assuming you're going to be in the the media war room most of the weekend. That is true. I've actually got two new employees starting, so I will be I will be making sure that they are ready to go for this overwhelming event from a news standpoint. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I'll be kind of helping to hold some hands through this year but we stay busy but if you if you if anybody sees me running around on the floor stop me i'd love to say hi chat for a little bit again it's an opportunity for all of us to to just kind of interact with all those people out there that are really helping to make that difference so we look forward to it good deal well i'll track you down when i get there and at least stop by to say hello and shake your hand for talk to you for a couple of minutes and perfect perfect look forward to it andy yeah absolutely Good deal. Pete, thank you again very much. I look forward to seeing you here in about five weeks. Sounds good, Andy. We will see you then. All right, buddy. Have a great day. You too. All right. Goodbye. All right. If you've never been to the show in Nashville, I encourage you to make plans to attend. And if you've been to the show before, I encourage you to experience something this year that's new to you, whether that is attending a seminar or 10, one of the dinners, parties or concerts, an auction, or a competition. There's so much more to the show than just the sports show to check out that if you are just walking around the floor of the convention hall, then you really aren't getting the full experience of the annual convention in Nashville. Anyway, I hope to see you all there in a little over a month. And if you're going, please put me on your calendar. Again, if you're going to be there and I'm going to be there, I'd love to meet you and shake your hand. So hit me up. Okay, 
Next up, I have some turkey soup for you guys, and we're going to hit it pretty quickly. So here we go. Louisiana residents can now apply to hunt turkeys during the upcoming season. So you guys can now fill out and submit your lottery hunt applications for this coming turkey season. The deadline to submit an application is February the 8th. And in Louisiana this year, turkey season opens on April the 6th, and they're going to have lottery hunts on nine of the state wildlife management areas this spring. So if you want more information on that or you want to fill out a lottery application, then I would suggest you go on over to Google and type in Louisiana turkey season lottery hunt application. And you should get some results there and be able to fill out that application and get going. So that's a great opportunity for you guys to get into the woods in Louisiana without a ton of competition from other hunters. Next up is Michigan. Spring turkey applications in Michigan are on sale until February the 1st. The applications are $5 and can be purchased online at michigan.gov turkey or at a DNR license agent. Now here's something that's pretty cool and I think that this is the first year in probably many years if not ever that the Air Force Academy is having a lottery turkey hunt. The public is invited to enter a lottery for a license to hunt turkey using archery equipment only this spring at the U.S. Air Force Academy in Colorado. If you are interested in signing up for an opportunity to hunt, then you need to do that before February the 28th, and you can do that through the USAFA iSportsman website, and you have to pay a $6 non-refundable application fee. So in the Colorado Parks and Wildlife system. The USAFA is Game Management Unit number 512. In addition to paying the application fee, lottery winners will need to purchase an over-the-counter spring turkey license from CPW for $29.75 plus a $10 habitat stamp. Now only 20 hunters are going to be selected and those 20 hunters will be notified in early March by mail and from that point If you guys are some of those lucky 20, then you're going to need to contact the Air Force Academy to receive mandatory hunting procedures and to schedule your hunt. Their season is going to be split into two periods. The first one's going to run April 13th to May the 3rd, and the second one's going to run May the 4th through the 26th. And only 10 hunters are going to be scheduled in each of those periods and on a first-come, first-served basis. So if you guys plan on hunting Colorado, that may be a good opportunity for you. Take your bow along and see if you can't arrow a turkey on Air Force Academy property. That'd be pretty cool. All right, so you guys who have Georgia on your list of states you're going to hunt this year, the Okefenokee Wildlife Refuge has just announced that their season is going to run from March the 23rd through May the 15th and that is going to be for the cow house unit only and if i'm not mistaken i think that's just the regular season dates for the state of georgia that there's nothing unusual about those dates all right hunters in illinois if you want to hunt turkey in 2019 the application deadline for the second lottery is january the 11th the application deadline for the third lottery is February the 11th, you can get up to three permits, and two of those permits can be obtained through the lottery process. So jump on out there and 
get those permits if you want to hunt in Illinois this year. And last but not least, Wyoming. Residents and non-residents can apply for spring turkey permits. The first deadline is January the 31st, and that is for resident and non-resident spring turkeys. So you might want to get on Wyoming's website if Wyoming is on your list of states to hit this year for hunting turkeys and go ahead and get your application submitted. And that is all that I have for you guys today. But I've got a favor to ask you, and my favor this week is this. If you would please go on to Facebook and go to any turkey hunting group page or just hunting group page and post the link for this week's show, I'd be very appreciative. So you probably would want to go to the I Am Turkey Hunting Facebook page and just copy that link and then go on over to those other turkey hunting group pages or hunting pages and post that link in there with a little comment about the show. And it's a great way to help draw some additional listeners to the show. And I very much appreciate it. And with that said, thank you guys so much for tuning in this week. I know that you have choices. I appreciate you spending your time with us. I hope you have a wonderful week and I look forward to seeing you again next week. Goodbye. Thanks for tuning in. You were just listening to the Turkey Hunter podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please go on over to iTunes and leave a five-star review. And make sure to head over to www.iamturkeyhunting.com to subscribe for free turkey hunting tips, tactics, strategies, and product reviews to help you have a more successful turkey season. And stay tuned for upcoming episodes on hunting afternoon birds, how to film your hunt, and the breeding cycle of hens, as well as some guest interviews. Thanks again for listening. We know your time is valuable, and we appreciate you sharing some of it with us. See you next week.